Welcome back to Master Your Ash. I'm your host, Michael Prisdale, and today I will be smoking the Ernesto Perez Carrillo La Historia El Senador. And this is a, this is probably the most beautiful band that I think I've had in a studio episode thus far on the channel. I mean, this thing has got the, obviously the title and the name on the double band. And then on the sides and on the back, there's the Perez Carrillo with the blue and the, and the red. And one side is EPC's family, grandmother, the matriarch of the family, um, going from Cuba and then to Miami. And the story behind this cigar is, the story behind, honestly, the whole entire series is family-oriented. It's about the story of the family and their ascension from Cuba into Miami and then the wonderful La Gloria Cubana factory to the now Ernesto Perez Carrillo EPC cigar factory. The story behind the family, La Gloria de Cubana, going into production in the early 90s in Miami, um, and then the EPC factory, which is now open creating cigars. So the La Historia is essentially the trademark historical um, line for the family, and it's basically where it started. Now we have Pledge, we have Encore, we have the La Historia, and it's been a three mark, three line run for EPC of just pure brilliance, fantastic smokes. Everybody pretty much knows all about these. They've been written up in Cigar Aficionado, Cigar Journal, basically every cigar magazine has rated these in either their top 10, their best smokes from the Dominican Republic, on and on, numerous awards. This is probably the second most awarded or the tied with the most awarded cigar that I've ever had on this channel, which was the Oliva V Melanio cigars. The aromas on this, just off the cold draw alone, ton of barnyard notes, really, really nice oak, leather, chocolate. And even on the cold draw, you get more of the same aromas that you can smell off the foot and the body. It's just a well-aged, very delicious looking dark chocolate San Andreas Maduro wrapper. And the binder is Ecuadorian Sumatran. The fillers are Nicaraguan and I believe a little bit of Dominican Republic. Delicious. So to pair with the La Historia and kind of the beginning of this epic run that EPC Cigars has had, I'm going to pair it with Havana Club, right? And this is the Bacardi original 1934 recipe from Havana Club. This is the Anejo Classico made at their Puerto Rican rum distillery. And this also has had some, a fun little story to it. There was the Havana Club episode that I did with, I believe it was the first Cuban cigar that we had on the channel. I'm not 100% sure, but we had the Havana Club rum, 
we did that pairing with one of the cigars. And the, the Havana Club that's sold now in Cuba was in a heavy lawsuit debate with the Facundo Bacardi family and who owns the rights essentially to the original recipe for Havana Club. And Bacardi claims that this is the original recipe from 1934. It is also the only rum that Bacardi produces that is double aged. What that means and what that is. So in one of my last videos, I talked about how rums all usually have a little bit of additional sugar added to most of them. But I also said in a video before that on rum that all rums are typically aged. And then even your light rums or your white rums, they get filtered out with colors and different types of um, unwanted flavor characteristics. So usually there's like a charcoal filtration of some kind or a filtration system that's being utilized to kind of strip some of the characteristics from the rum that you don't want in the final bottling before it arrives in this beautiful package and you get it at your, you know, at your home bar. Anyway, what double aging is, so Bacardi ages all of their rums because 99.9% .9 of all rums are aged. Then they take those aged rums, they blend them. They then take the rum that's been blended together with other rums that they're making after about so many years. Typically, one year is where they start. They can go all the way up to three years, which is the case on this. Most of the rums in here are gonna be three years. It even says on the side of the bottle, aged one to three years. So you can see it right there on the side of the bottle. So with this rum, about three years-ish, the Anejo Classico that they make that is clear in color is aged one year. Take it out, blend them together, and then they will undergo another aging maturization for about another three months. Taken out of a cask again, bottled. So with this, this is a three year, right around three year aged rum, a blend of aged rums, aged for an additional three months, taken out, and then put together in the bottle, sent off and packaged. Havana Club is the only recipe that Bacardi makes that they do this process with. So even regular Bacardi line rums don't undergo a secondary kind of aging, so to speak. The characteristics of the rum, and I'll get into the cigar too, but the characteristics of the rum are like almost like a mellow corn kind of sweetness. I mean, it's definitely molasses because that's what rum is. Really, really sweet. You can kind of see legs running down the side here. Really, really rich too. It's got just a ton of vanilla, some dried apricots to it, a little bit of pineapple. Not as much as in our, our bamboo video with the bananas, but like a little hint of pineapple. Definitely much more apricot. And then that molasses, kind of really rich demerara sugar kind of finish to it. Really, really good stuff. It is coming in at 40% alcohol by volume, like the majority of rums. And as I said, one to three years, delicious. And part of the reason why I wanted to pair these two together outside of the aspects of the flavors that I thought would complement each other and do a fairly decent job of it is because with Havana Club being produced originally in Cuba and now Bacardi having the rights, so to speak, 
to the recipe, the actual original recipe, and producing it in Puerto Rico, it too has kind of traveled to another land, to another place, and found its, found its roots and created something that's really, really special and fun and now being recognized and heralded as a really great, delicious option in the rum category. Just as EPC has been awarded and recognized in the cigar category. So I thought that the two stories kind of matched together and that they would create an awesome pairing, not just flavor component-wise, but also in their histories. And I mean, that's the freaking name of the cigar, La Historia, right? So initially, flavor notes, coffee, a little bit of dried wood, anise, slightly on the back end, especially once you go from the first third and kind of move into it a bit more than this right now. Throughout the cigar smoking experience, but definitely the most prevalent flavor in the second third is this cherry wood, almost like you would use to smoke your briskets and your different various meats in a smoker with. That cherry wood is the most signature expression in the La Historia, and unlike, I feel like, what I reviewed when I reviewed the Pledge and the, uh, the Encore. So, chocolate throughout, some really beautiful spice notes, definitely more earthy spices, not like baking spices. So more of your cayenne peppers and black pepper than your cinnamon, clove, nutmeg kind of aspect. This particular size was awarded the number two cigar of the year. And the Parentes, which was awarded number one by Cigar Lovers Magazine, and I believe the number one DR, Dominican Republic cigar, by Cigar Aficionado very recently. So other sizes in this line, too, have been awarded, which is great because sometimes this is the Robusto of the series of the line, but there's about four different sizes outside of just the Robusto that you can kind of go out there, find, pick up. The sticks are anywhere from about $8 to $11 MSRP, Box of 10 will run you about 115, 120 bucks for this particular size. And I believe even in the uh, parentes, they are eight, nine dollars a stick. So for under hundred dollars, you can get what some would argue is the number one cigar of the year a couple of years ago, which is really cool. For the Havana Club, you're looking between about 25 to about $32 a bottle, depending upon where you purchase alcohol, what state you're in but really middle of the road, not a super premium price point, but you get a really premium rum, and I think that that would kind of fit it into the luxury premium category. As far as the flavor notes go, and the, the pairing itself. Initially, when you start off the pairing, they don't tremendously complement each other until you get into that kind of cherry wood note. So the first third, it almost feels as though they're battling for <laughs> to establish who's who's top in the uh, in the pairing and who's like the most domineering. But eventually, you hit kind of like the first ten minutes of the smoke, which is where we're at right about now. Everything starts to kind of come together. The flavor notes of this cigar to begin to develop. That cherry wood comes out. And obviously, progressively picks up. And then with the rum, all of that apricot just comes in, the molasses, sweetens everything up, rounds it out, and makes sure that your palate stays very
very well satiated the whole entire experience. And I just think that, you know, in the Caribbean, there's a lot of tobacco that's grown and harvested. There's a lot of sugarcane and rum that's harvested. You can't tell the story of one without the story of the other sometimes. And uh, they're just a fantastic pairing almost every single time. Thank you so much for watching. Please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe if you found value in the episode. Reach out to me on Instagram, at MasterYourAsh, and I will catch you next time for another cigar and rum review.